Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. So I'm stoked today, guys, because I have an awesome guest with me, and he is going to tackle some of the biggest questions that a lot of people have when getting into the world of online business. So I want you guys to welcome Mr. Jose Zavala. He's with ZTX Advisors down in Houston, and uh, he's basically here to answer some questions about those things that we don't really think about as online business owners or coaches for the most part with really establishing yourself as a business and focusing on the financial side of things. So Jose, welcome to the Striver Swing podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm pumped up to be here. So thank you. Heck yeah. So Jose, first, I just kind of want to start off a little bit like about you, how you got into advising and stuff and like what really made you take the route you're at right now with working with more of the, the online space. So uh, I went to school, uh, took about seven years to graduate college, partied a little too hard you know, um, and, and decided fell upon accounting. And I'm just like, okay, it's a stable job. It's, it's, you know, taxes, death and taxes are the two things that are certain in life, you know? So I was like, yeah, I can always find a job. So I went and out of college, when I started working for a few CPA firms here in Houston, spent about 10 years, just kind of jumping between three of them. And then I just realized it just, the industry is very outdated. It's very old school. It's very that you, you put your head down, and you grind, grind, you put in, you know, you put in your time just so that you can pay off in 20, 30 years and experience like a five, 10 year payoff. And that just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I was about to start a family. I was about to start, uh, I had just gotten married and I was just like, I, I want to do something different. And so I decided to just leave it all and just kind of venture on my own. And, and that's kind of where I got on, on the whole online thing and learning about the cloud and working on the cloud and working virtually and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I went face first into it. And so now I'm, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of one of the leading people making sure, you know, leading the whole charge of this whole accounting and tax space to like, hey, let's move more virtual. Let's, you know, leverage the technology. Let's leverage application. Let's leverage automations to help us, one, service our clients a lot better. So that's kind of where we're at and kind of how I got started with that. And so then working with coaches, since now we're 100% virtual firm, that's how we stumbled across, you know, working with a lot of business coaches because business coaches, I love to work with them because they make, they make a lot of money. They know what they're talking about. They're very business savvy. They're very driven. They're very ambitious. And we, our biggest benefit with them is the tax planning. So helping them save money on some taxes making sure you understand your business, making sure you understand where the money's going and helping you get the maximum ROI on your money. Because at the end of the day, we have to pay, the money's going to go out, taxes or some other way. So instead of going out to the government, find a way to make it go out to you, work it, make it work for you. And so that's kind of where, why we like working with them because at the same time, they understand the, the online platform, they understand the Zoom calls, they understand, you know, it, the, the virtual setups. And it's just, it, it, it makes it a lot easier us to kind of start working and really get in there a lot quicker than having to kind of train and go that route yeah that's awesome that's super dope i have a question for you before we hop into like the the questions in regards to that kind of stuff mm -hmm. kind of dropping things because this is one thing a lot of online coaches fitness coaches and stuff have problems with too with you dropping things to kind of move into the online space what was going through your head like when you first started that were you scared were you just like f it i'm gonna do it like what did that look like so i'm, I'm a big risk taker I'm a huge risk taker. So I just went, yeah, I, I said F it and I jumped right into it. I said, you know, yeah. I'm going to go. Um, a lot of more people, primarily my industry, you know, when you, when you meet someone like a tax repair or something, you've got the glasses and like the pocket protectors and, you know, and the, you know, the real nerdy kind of thing. And 
and very risk averse, very risk averse, but I'm, I'm kind of a little bit of the opposite. And so, uh, no, my thought, my thought process was I wanted to be able to work from anywhere at any time. That, that was the main driving point. Cause at the time I wanted to travel, I wanted to go to be able to work in Bali. You know, I see all these like remote, you know, nomadic, what is it? Nomadic remote workers. And, and, and I wanted to be able to do this, the same thing. And then, you know, and, and so I wanted to, to set myself up because the last thing I wanted was to get stuck at in an office and then hurricane Harvey hit in Houston. And that really kind of like reiterated the fact that, okay, I need to be able to be mobile into where I can literally pick up my laptop and work from anywhere at any time. If my laptop dies, buy a new one, I'm back up and running in 30 minutes. Right. On your phone and everything too. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing now with like COVID going on. Cause while we're recording this guys, we're deep in the quarantine. So, you know, mm-hmm. finally got to release up here, but I mean, a lot of people turn to the world of like digital, you know, digital sales, digital marketing, things like that, which is awesome. That's super cool. I know a lot of people have a lot of struggles and a lot of listeners with just taking the risk to do that, but the opportunity and the reward, like at first I say, you got to eat shit at first. You got to work your way up, but once you get there, it's all worth it, you know? So, oh, yeah. Jose, I'm excited to talk about, because I know this is, guys, y'all listening, I just told Jose before I hopped on here, but first year of my business, like the first few months I didn't establish myself, I paid for the repercussions and the consequences of that. (coughs) Jose is somebody who's here to really help you guys understand how you can save money and also save money by spending money, which is one thing I always, always preach as a business coach, like you have to spend money to make money. And um, what Jose does is like miracle work. Okay, y'all. So, um, Jose, like just to kind of start off, you know, obviously with people jumping into business, we want to make sure we're legal, right? We have to do things legally mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So I know before we hopped on here, we talked a little bit about like establishing businesses and like ways to go about that. So for you, like with people that you work with in the online space who are just kind of getting started, like what's that first step that you kind of have them take with just getting established? So my, the first step I always do is, is to create an LLC. And usually I'd like to tell them uh, now with the, with, with the new Nexus laws, uh, and the, the Wayfair Act with like sales tax and Nexus is indifferent. And Nexus is essentially, if you're, do, if you're located in a state, you have Nexus. That means you have a presence there. And so you have to register with that state. So I know traditionally a lot of times uh, people are like, oh, well, I want to do Delaware. Because that, that was always like back in the 90s, that was like the cheapest and that's where you wanted to go. But um, now with the new laws, you know, you want to get established. It just makes it easier to establish in the, in the state you're in. And some states are a little bit more pricey than the others. So what I, what I usually recommend is establish an LLC. That's going to be your first setup. One LLC, what it does, it creates a whole business entity. And then that way you have to go and open up a brand new bank account, everything. It's a brand new entity. Open it up. And then that way you can segregate your business and your personal expenses. Because that's going to be the most important thing when you first start off. I know it's going to be hard because you're essentially living off of that money. But you want to try to segregate that as much as possible. And so if you do it this way, you can open get your LLC set up, get your business account, transfer the money to your personal account, and then that way you can go ahead and use that money that way. That's going to be it. Now, you start off an LLC also is going to be a lot of uh, protection. So there's, there's, it's a limited liability company, so it's going to be, there's going to be protection for you. And so in case you get sued, now I know a lot, of, a lot of online coaches, there's not a lot of liability there, but there could be potentially you never know. People get sued for the craziest things. And so with an LLC, all they can come after is just what you've invested in the business. I'm not a lawyer. So it's just, you know, this, this is just kind of the basic, the basic understanding of, of what, you know, uh, we know for an LLC. Now, there, there's other things as well. You know, you can go down the legal rabbit hole with it, but that's not my forte. That's not what I do. So 
But the biggest benefit of it is, is the LLC is the first step into getting what's called an S corporation. So an S corporation is essentially uh, you're an LLC and in the eyes of the IRS, you make an S selection to be treated as an S corporation. So what that does, it eliminates the need for you to pay self-employment tax. If you're a small business owner, you have your own business, whether you're a sole proprietor, you're an LLC, you're a partnership, you pay, you have your income minus your expenses equals your net income. Hopefully you made money. I mean, if it's a net loss, then you know, it's a loss and you get the benefit of the loss. But if you made some money, then you take that, you pay your normal tax rate, and then you pay taxes. But on top of that, the government wants their money. The government's always, and they're always going to get their money. So you also charge what's called the self-employment tax, which is like a 15, not like, it's a 15.3% charge on top of the money you made from your business. That 15.3% is essentially payroll taxes. So when you're an employee and you get Medicare and you get Social Security and, and all those payroll taxes taken out, you're paying into that, you're, you're paying your portion into that. But as a self-employed person, you have to pay the employee and the employer portion, which is where the 15.3% comes in. I'm throwing a lot of information at you guys, but essentially, long story short, if you're a small business owner and you make money on your business, count on paying an extra 15.3% of self-employment tax. That's what's going to be. By making this S selection as an S corp, then you can, you avoid that 15.3%. But, go ahead. Like when, when does somebody know to go from an LLC to an S corp? So I tell people, and this is, this is kind of leading into it. Uh, the, the caveat for an S corp, you have to pay yourself a salary. Uh, you have to put yourself as a W2 employee and pay yourself a reasonable salary. So that's the, so that's where it becomes, and it becomes to start to get important. You want to start looking at it around the hundred, whenever you have about gross receipts of about a hundred, 150,000, that's where you want to start looking at it and start considering whether you want to make that switch or not. Because let's say you do that, you've got expenses of 50,000. So you've got a hundred thousand dollars, you got expenses of 50,000, you've got net income of $50,000. Paying your, at your normal tax rate plus an extra 15.3%, it's a lot of money. With an S selection, you pay, you've got the 50,000 minus, let's say you pay yourself a $30,000 a year salary, you're left with $20,000 net income. That $20,000, you don't have to pay that 15.3%. You only pay it, you only pay it at the 30,000 30, that you're paying yourself the salary, which is the, essentially the payroll taxes. And so that's where the tax benefit comes into play. And that's, that's kind of the first basic strategy you want to do whenever you're, uh, whenever you get started and you start kind of growing and growing your business. Cause if not, you're going to get hit with a huge tax bill, huge tax bill. I've seen it way too many times. And so, and this is, and I don't throw a lot of information out there, you guys, but, uh, the most important part is get with somebody to help you with this because you, why you can try to navigate it. It's a lot to try to navigate forms and things like that. And so definitely get with somebody. If you got somebody preparing your taxes, ask them, you know, you should be having conversations with them quarterly, at least twice a year, not just in April. Like, Hey, here's my stuff. Okay. You owe $15,000. Why? Why do I owe $15,000? You know? So that's kind of the, the basic general thing of whatever we, we start working with somebody, we start them on that conversation. We start having those conversations with them immediately. Where are you at? Where are you projected at? And let's start, let's start moving towards that way. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know you talked a little bit about like net income and stuff, right? So talking about write-offs, all the fun stuff to try and save yourself some money, which I know is 
kind of what you do working with people as well to, you know, save the money on, on the back end. So mm-hmm. one question I know a lot of online coaches get is like, uh, we talked about this is like the bookkeeping side of things of having like write-offs and things that aren't write-offs, which I know of course varies like state to state, things like that, whatever it might be. Um, but bookkeeping in general, if you kind of don't mind giving like a rundown, cause I know for some people who are just starting off, they don't even necessarily know what that means in and itself. Um, yeah. right outside of things. Totally. Totally. So bookkeeping is essentially keeping track of all the money coming in and going out of your business. That's what you're doing. You want to track all of your sales coming in and you want to track all the money going out because that's the only way you're going to be able to see where your money is going. So let's say for the month you spend, you, you make 50,000 in sales and you've got 40,000 going out the door. That's great. You know, you got 40,000 going out the door, but you know where the money's going. You know how you're spending the money. That's where the bookie comes to play because you go in at every single transaction, you classify it to what account, to what it is. So let's say you spent on fitness apparel, you know, you spent some money on, let's say, let's say you're, you're sell, reselling fitness apparel yourself. So you, you buy the apparel and then you turn around and sell it. You've got to make sure to keep track of that. And just any expense that comes up for you, for, for your business. I mean, you've got your, um, your internet, if you're using it, you know, using your cell phone for your business you can take a portion of that if it's not under the company name different things that you can start to take and you want to start tracking that because it's gonna be really important because then what you do is at the end of the month you can see how much money you made that month and you start tracking that every month and then you start to see if there's any trends there okay you're spending you know a thousand a month on facebook ads because they're they're gonna bring you know they're gonna bring you they're gonna 10x your 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 company but you look at your sales and your sales are the same. You've already spent six, seven, eight thousand dollars. Is it worth it? And that's the power of the book. That's power of bookkeeping is to be able to see where the money's going to be able to help you make better decisions about how to use that money in the future. And at the same time, when it comes tax time, you're not scrambling around adding, you know, highlighting stuff out of bank statements and trying to add this. And is this deductible? Is that deductible? No, you'll be able to track that to the penny, which is the most important thing. So some of the softwares we love, now I know there's a big one that a lot of people like. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's free. So I, I recommend, you know, if you're starting off is Wave, you know, getting started in there, connect your bank account, transactions come in, you put them to whatever expense account come in, whatever they are, try to classify them the best you can. That works perfectly. We work really closely with one called Zero because it's a lot more, effective there's a lot more automations that can be built into it and we can actually send invoices out get paid and connect it to other systems and into into your uh, into your ecosystem so like if you have an onboarding client like we were working with a couple coaches right now where when they get a call scheduled invoice automatically goes out and once it gets paid it gets reconciled automatically and so and whenever the call gets scheduled, it creates the contact inside the system as well. So there's no having to go in and actually type in, in three different systems. Okay, I got to update the client in here and here and here. We're trying to connect all that. So that's kind of the, some of the stuff we do, which we're getting a little bit off, off track here. But yeah, let's kind of go back. Bookkeeping, that's what it is. It's keeping track of your numbers and making sure where the money's going, because that's going to be really important. If you want to grow your business, you got to know where the money's going. Yeah, I'll say even too, aside from just business, even personal use, I know when I started using uh, QuickBooks is like the, one of the ones that I use in terms of like being able to track all of my finances, mm-hmm. both personal business. And uh, when I saw and put into perspective, like where I was spending my money, especially when you're a new coach and you're like, ooh, shiny things. And like you get into it and you're like, okay, I can start spending my money on this Louis V bag and my Gucci belt. And it's like, 
sis. You got to calm down for it. <laughs> you know, make sure yeah. you money and prioritize it. Cause like when you, like you said, you know, the bookkeeping, it's like when you, when you guys realize like where you can save in your business and what you can write off, you can invest that back into your business. I became like an investaholic in my business because I was like, oh my gosh, instead of giving the money to the government, I'm literally giving money like back into my business, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and growth usually comes out of investment, you know, we would hope anyway, which is always like the best thing. Um, and I think that's what like a lot of people kind of miss out on when they, when they don't necessarily do um, like the bookkeeping side of things. Um, yeah. I think you hit it right in the nail on the head there with uh you know, you, you have a lot of money coming in. You're like, ooh, I can go buy stuff. I can go buy this. I can go buy that. And the next thing you know, you're like, I've only got $1,000 left in my bank account. Where the heck did that money go? You know, and this is this will kind of give you that harsh realization, like, ooh, spent a little too much on that nice, you know, on, on that nice item when I could have used that money to, you know, maybe buy another mastermind to help you grow more or put that towards another coach to help you kind of get to that point where you want to go. Right. Yeah. That was something I did like my first year in business. Um, and I wanted to ask a question for you too, as I like, mm -hmm. I started working, working with like a CPA, my first year in business, like I knew right away, that's like when I wanted to start. And um, realistically, like to, for the audience, like people just getting started and like establishing themselves as an LLC. Do you think there's a certain like amount of money that somebody should be making? Do you feel like there's a certain point that people should be just investing and working with a CPA or doing something mm -hmm. like that? I, I think, I honestly, personally, I think from the get-go, if you really are serious, you need to surround yourself with, 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 uh, with a good team around you. And I think that that's going to be the most important thing is, is to work with somebody. Now, you don't need to buy the full package of, you know, full bookkeeping and everything. You don't need all that, but you need to at least have somebody on your team, you know, having those conversations and having those phone calls and, and hey, where, where, where am I going? Where, what am I looking like? And where, where's my future growth? And where am I going to make sure that Again, we're saving the money we need to save and making sure we're spending the money on what we need to spend it on. Yeah, I'll say like, just to give you guys an example, um, real quick. So like my first year, I did all the bookkeeping and everything myself. I just worked with a CPA to file my taxes and pretty much as like mentor type of thing. Um, and then, you know, progressively, then I started even working with lawyers for contracts, things of that nature. Like that's you, when you get in a little bit deeper, but yeah, that's really good perspective. And I would say, Jose, that's probably the first, I bet you everyone listening right now, you're probably like, damn, that's what I needed to hear. That's the first thing. I think so many people are like, oh, I think I need to be making like X amount of money or I need to be like doing X amount of client work to like start yourself as an LLC and like establish yourself. But like, if you're serious about creating this as a business, it's also like a kick in the butt too. Like if you're establishing yourself and you're paying, the money to establish yourself as an LLC you're like okay I just paid x amount of dollars to be an LLC I need to make this work you know mm -hmm. it's kind of like a butt kicker too which is really cool um so any for you because I kind of wanted to ask you too just with like newer business owners starting off I mean obviously like the bookkeeping side of things and stuff is really important is there any like big piece of advice or like any struggle predominantly that you see with people newer to business or kind of stepping in that they really need to like focus on more when first starting? Yes. Um, one of the two, two of the things I, I, I see a lot is one is going to be, again, back to the bookkeeping side is, is, is they don't prioritize that. And, and I think that's going to be, that should be the most important thing that you should prioritize because it, it's essentially the health of your business, you know? And so like you, you guys are a lot of health coaches, you know? So health is number one. Health is the most important thing. Just imagine, you know, um, and it, uh, you want to make sure 
that your company is healthy and running on peak condition. You don't want it to be sluggish. You don't want it to be anything. I think that's going to be a second thing as well is to make sure um, you need to make sure if you know you're going to make a, some money, uh, estimated tax payments. Nobody ever thinks about that. Nobody ever does that. Every quarter, you should be taking a look at what you what you're gonna essentially what you're gonna owe for the year, and then making a, a portion of it every quarter. Because if you pay it at the end of the year, you end up paying a small penalty, two, three, four hundred dollars. But that could be avoided, and it'll help you budget out your taxes as you go. So if you're looking at it, you make X amount. Let's say you make fifty thousand minus in, in gross revenue for the first quarter minus you know thirty thousand. You got twenty thousand dollars left of net income after all expenses are written off. Take twenty percent of that put into a bank account and then save it for your taxes because that that's the one bill that comes up and bites you in the butt at the end of the year. And that's where people don't try because they're, they're so busy growing and growing and building and getting new clients and onboarding new clients and which is great. But as that money comes in, you start growing more and more and more. You don't think about that on the back end. And then, you know, April comes and you're sitting in front of, you know, your tax preparer who, who you talk to once, <laughs> once a year. And they're just like, Hey, Oh, $15,000. Sorry. You know, and there's really not, at that point, there's not really much that can be done. Right, right. Point, and a lot so. of people don't have it saved. So I, a quick question about that, because I know personally for us, we're like, okay, I, I know, at least I know with quarterly. I pay quarterly right now, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't even know what that means. So, Jose, if you don't mind kind of like giving them a little oh, bit of course. down with like what, what it looks like to pay per quarter and like how people should go about that if they don't necessarily work with someone right now one-on-one -on -one with paying quarterly. Yeah, so, so normally whenever you file your tax return, almost every tax software, wherever you go to, if you owed money, they're going to spit out what are called estimated tax payments. And what they do, they project, they say, okay, we owe X amount here, and this is where, uh, so what you want to do is pay 110% of last year's taxes. You want to have that paid fully in into this year's. So let's say you owe, you know, $1,000, you want to have uh, 1100 paid in, you know, 110% in there. So um, what that is, is essentially you go, uh, so it, it varies between states. Some states you, you owe uh, state tax, some you don't, like California. California, you do. So what you do is you take essentially that amount. So let's say you think you're going to owe 10000 for the year. Cut it up into four sections. You know, 2500 2500 2500 2500 You go in. There, there is a section and then I can, I can send the link and I can provide that link to where to go to make that payment with the IRS. You sign up with them, you do estimated tax payment, you put in your name, your social with the IRS, make that payment. You can send in an electronic check. It gets paid in, helps you pay. And same thing with California. There's different places to, uh, and I can send that depending on the state, you go into to the state and then make the same kind of payment as well. And so that's going to be something that you're going to want to, you're going to want to do. You're going to want to, now if you can't, Keep that money, put it in a separate account, and don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it, you know, because at the end of the day, you at least save them for it. Uh, estimated tax payments, are, uh, to me, are very important because you can budget for them. You can, and you can make those payments. And what I can do even, what I'll do is, is uh, I'll do just kind of for, for the podcast, uh, and we can link this up. I'll make a video, kind of a little screen share on how to go in and where to go to and how to click and then where to go. That way you guys can have access to that in case you want to make a payment. Um, heck yeah. Thank you. Jose. That's awesome. That'd be so good for everyone. I know personally for me, my first year, luckily I, you know, I, I worked with somebody to help me get that guidance, which guys still can't stress it enough. Like I can't stress it enough to work with somebody, but like, 
uh, Jose, I wish I knew you before I started. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but, you know, I had, I even, I had a really, really close friend who she didn't know about the whole quarterly thing. And she had made like close to a hundred, hundred thousand dollars. And she was like, I didn't save for it to pay. And then like when April came around, it was like, I literally almost like need to go in debt to try and like pay my taxes at this point, which is like, or just work extra hard to make more money to pay the tax, which you still owe taxes on, which is the mm -hmm. worst ever. So can't stress that enough. Like paying quarterly taxes has done like, it does a lot for your mindset, especially for us youngins who uh, get real excited about making money and spend it quickly. Like it's just way better to just pay it before you end up spending it on something that you shouldn't have. <laughs> and I'll tell you this again, you know, almost every tax software will spit out some estimated vouchers and you can actually take those vouchers and mail them in with a check. I don't recommend that because the IRS is, it loses stuff. I would prefer going this, but if you're working with a tax preparer and you know, you guys are barely starting off, but you do owe three, 4,000, ask him for those. He can, he or she can print that out pretty easily out of there. You at least have an idea of what you should be, you know, potentially pay, you know, now, now when you start working with somebody like us, we dive in deep every quarter. We look at your numbers, we project them out. Okay. We think you're going to owe X amount. We're going to do this, but then we're also looking at, okay, what strategies can we do to reduce that? So can we, maybe implement this strategy, maybe do implement this to bring that down a little bit. And one of the strategies that, that we like to use, and it's 100% legal, there's something wrong with it. You know, it's, it, it sounds a little sketchy, but it's not. Um, it's, it's nicknamed the Augusta rule. And this is where having an S-Corp becomes really important because what you do is um, whenever there, there's, a, is it, uh, there's a big golf, golf tournament down in Augusta. And whenever... Um, Whenever uh, the, the tournament said the people that live on the golf course rent out their houses for 20, 30,000 a weekend, you know, for people to come into these golf courses. So the IRS, there's a rule where if you rent your house for less than 14 days, you can take, uh, you can essentially keep that money tax free. You don't have to report that income that comes in. So what you do, you rent it out to your business for your quarterly meetings that you have. The business pays the, the expense, you keep the money, it's tax-free money, and the business gets a deduction. Now, there's a lot of caveats, and there's a lot of reporting that needs to be done on the back end, a lot of stuff to kind of proof that up, but that's something you can do. So depending on, on what you pay, you can essentially get some free money. It's a deduction on the business, and it's free money in your pocket that you can do. So that's one of the strategies we like to do with our clients is make sure, hey, have your you know, rent out your personal home to the, to the business to have your, 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 uh, shareholder meetings. That's awesome. Dang. Yeah. So cool. So this is why it's important to work with someone who knows their, knows their stuff. Yeah. Well, Jose, I was, I, I obviously like, you know, with even people newer into this, want to give mm -hmm. them a resource. And of course I know with everything that you do, being able to help all people in the online space. Um, so if you can just kind of share with us or share with the audience, like where they can find you, um, kind of like what services you provide and you know, how, how maybe you can help the, help the people listening. Yeah, for sure. So I am all over social media, ZTX Advisors, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my email, uh, jzavala at ztxadvisors.com. Yeah, Same thing. Below too. Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, ZTX Advisors as well. So what we do, we actually offer, and I'll send this link for you if you want to post it. We do a free 30-minute consultation. Bring your questions and we can kind of, you know, we'll, we'll help you with whatever. I know right now the big question, the big thing is the PPP, PPP, PPP money. You know, people want the money and everything. And 
So we've, I mean, we've helped all of our clients get funded for that, that, that qualify, that big caveat that qualifies. So, you know, if it, it, uh, we're definitely helping out anybody, but uh, you know, with us, what we can do, we can do anything from just tax prep, just your basic tax prep. If you're barely starting off and then give a little bit of strategy to full service where we do all your back office, we take care of all that. We take care of your bookkeeping. We do the tax planning. We do tax preparation. All you have to worry about is sending invoices out and paying your bills. We do literally everything else. And then we start connecting all these different items together and making your life a lot easier. So that's kind of what, what I, I feel like sets us apart a little bit is, is more of the technology aspect of it. Because I know a lot of coaches, you know, they're all about using apps and investing in, in different softwares that will help. And so we can help make sure that everything connects with the accounting and business back office that you do as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, everyone definitely go give Jose a follow. Just wait till you see, there will be stuff coming from us, but everything will be down in the description below for you guys. But Jose, thank you so much for coming out of the podcast. Thank you for all the gold nuggets you dropped. It was so awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I really do appreciate you having me. Thank you. Of course.